This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. Um, Okay, so GLAD's 2022 Social Media Safety Index um, is out. (laughs) Who knew such a thing existed? (laughs) It is out. And what this thing is, what this thing is, I suppose, is that it provides recommendations for the industry at large and reports on LGBTQIAU users, uh, user safety across the five major social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Basically, what it does is it gauges how safe it is to be gay on the social media platforms. Mm. And surprise, the platform scorecard utilizes 12 LGBTQIAU specific indicators to to generate numeric ratings and all platforms scored under a 50 out of a possible 100 they were basically all the same instagram was 48 facebook was 46 tiktok was 43 twitter was 45 youtube was 45 Mm -hmm. um so i did a little bit of research as to what the metrics were um some of them (laughs) as i say some of them were bullshit (laughs) Yeah. Most of them were great. Um, what were the bullshit? The good ones were, well, I'll get to that, Alan. Um, I'll do the good ones first. The good ones were the good ones. Every social net, social media company is is given a numerical ver- value on the following categories: harmful advertising prohibition, actions to restrict harmful content, stop demonizing or removing LGBT content, commitments to protect LGBT users from harm. So those are obviously the good ones. Um, the dumb ones, content moderator training. <laughs> what? Uh, and I know I might get shit for this, but gender pronouns on user profiles. I have nothing against it. I'm just saying I don't I think, think that content, necessarily makes you a bad company for not having that. But the content moderator training is probably not being not having inclusive language or any language for queer audiences as a part of content monitor training. And in so those moderators aren't then schooled in how to then like because youtube does have a problem with taking down lgbtq content because they think it's sexual or whatever it is and sure so, and those are moderated by those content moderators so that's probably yeah. what that is okay yeah yeah, yeah. i'm yeah, so surprised i'm really surprised that i would have thought that twitter would have been the 
least safe platform because it just feels so vitriolic. And also across the board, it feels like social media is so gay that I'm I'm actually like I mean, quite surprised. TikTok I feel in like particular. Our social media is, well, yours and not mine. I don't think Brent's oh. social media is very gay. Oh, he, he does it on his. They're not following him on his computer when he gets when well, he logs into www.instagram.com. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite. My favorite new joke that you guys make fun of me for is how I describe is how I describe uh, your have, social media profiles as in, in www.instagram.com <laughs> backslash. No, but I but I, I mean I think I think because I I see that too. Because sometimes when I'm like back home in St. Louis with with my family and I'll look at like my brother's um like discover page on instagram you know those videos that you can see in the search part it's on the app brent um mm -hmm. and you <laughs> you you uh they're they're nothing they're absolutely nothing like mine and it's so yeah. it we sometimes think like yeah our social media is very gay because we are queer and the things that we respond to and like and everything but i look at my straight dudes thing and it's a straight brothers thing and it's all like cardinals baseball and like weird grilling TikToks. literally true it's true yeah that that is that is true i guess that does make that does make a good point that like every now and you know whatever if i wait into like a, a straight person or a friends or you know social media you do forget you it is easy to forget. not that everything i follow is gay but you do forget that like weddings and yeah, yeah. sports are, you know these big cultural Baby, institutions do yeah babies yeah they just it just drives so much and um but that's what's they i think what's so interesting about it is that yeah for sure i mean I, I just think what's so interesting about it is that in the gay in the queer space on all these platforms there is such a sense of uh, i don't even it's community is not the right word but like there's a sense of like such ownership that there's a confidence in like like something like gay Twitter is terrifying to me, but it is such a distinct unite uh, um united or not even united, but like mm -hmm. they're 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 so they're so um potent and they're so involved. And the fact that they're so there as a group, it's just indicative of like how much queer space to me feels yeah. present. But yeah. I guess not. I guess I'm I guess I'm not, not. I mean, surprised I remember, that Twitter doesn't have a better score because Twitter, I mean, I'm I'm the opposite on Twitter in that like sure there's a lot of oh. vitriol on Twitter, but Twitter is the last remaining social media platform that allows like, for the most part, full expression of like sexuality, of like yeah. porn, of like, I mean, there's really, there aren't many rules on Twitter with the exception of like putting out false, dangerous, false information, et cetera, et cetera. And I so like, I would think that that would be, they would get a higher score for basically having a more sort of inclusive language allowance. I think you, you know? can technically get banned on twitter i just uh, it just doesn't happen very often but i will <laughs> occasionally go to some profiles that i uh, use late at night i sh uh, <laughs> shall i say and uh and like they'll be down and then like they have a new profile so uh yeah. but but you're i mean you're absolutely right alan it's obviously become basically porn social media yeah. um uh, with especially within the last like two three four years it's just like it's just it's endless like i've seen i was talking to a straight friend about so that many people how, naked how he's like He's like, because he, he'll use, you know, Twitter for porn too, but like for, you know, women and like straight stuff. But he's like, the biggest thing, the biggest change that he's experienced in social media, both in terms of like Pornhub and stuff, but also in terms of like Twitter, in that now when he was a kid, he says, I ne he never saw gay porn. He never 
it, it was always sort of, it was very easily sort of like separated. And now because of Twitter, he does come across gay porn because it shows you like the things people like and stuff. And like one of his porn follow the one account that he follows liked some gay porn clip. And so now he's seeing gay porn and he's like, it's kind of, I mean, to him, he's like, it's kind of nice to get this sort of like weird. I was going to say like, you know, it's so, it's so nice that that exists because it, at least in this case, it sort of undoes the old stigma, stigma or like adage of being like, of, of straight anybody straight people in particular but straight guys in particular i guess being like yuck you know like yeah. oh it's the grossest thing or like oh I don't, I mean, you can't even you can't forget about seeing it even talking about it is disgusting yeah and i feel like this that the the maybe i don't think that the sexualization of the internet is, is a good thing overall i don't think it's really yeah. helped but like in a scenario like that, it's like good for him that he's yeah, like, yeah, because he's not yeah, freaked out by it. Yeah, you know? he's pretty yeah. regularly and he's just like, okay, well, keep scrolling, but no big deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, it's, it's funny too because it's not like it's not as if I don't know, I can't speak for you guys, but it's not as if I've ever happened to see straight porn and been like, ew, you know, like I, wow. the idea of being freaked out by seeing straight porn is like. So Such a funny. lame. There are <laughs> some. So there are funny. some that I'm like, ooh, because I feel like in straight porn, sometimes not so much. I think modern straight porn, but like in some straight porn, the dudes are just gross. The women, uh, oh yeah, fierce. Oh, they're gross. fierce. They're fucking getting fucked in heels. Like they're doing. I, shit. I don't know. If fierce. I don't know. If fierce. No, they're putting out. Exactly they're the putting out. Use, no, they are. They are because they're working. They're they're literally <laughs> controlling the narrative of. I don't porn. think that's Whereas true. Whereas the dude is gross as fuck. He's half the time he doesn't even like, it's like he has, didn't even prepare for the scene in any kind of way, either hair wise or like body wise or like clothes yeah. wise or anything. It's just yeah. like, he's just there cause he has a big dick and he just goes to town where she, yeah, but she's done up. She's got heels on, no, see, she's got lip gloss on. She's doing yeah. it. No, see, I, I think it's funny cause I don't think, I think it's so unrealistic to think that, <laughs> to think that like they're, it presents this image of these women being like, come on my face, you know, or like oh, jizz no. in my hair or whatever. No. And it's just like, it's just not, that's not real. You know, that's no, it's not, not that's real, not, but that, you not, don't watch porn for it to be, have it be real. I, absolutely. It's just very funny to me how, how I, how in, in, insane it is. I, th I think it's so nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Prince, Prince, this is the, this is the time of the we're day done. where I normally get tired, guys. We're recording enough, at an unusual enough. time. Guys, it's 7 p.m. on a Friday night, and Brent is tired. <laughs> I get my second wind at eight. <laughs>
It's so funny. <laughs> oh my. Well, you know what? I, I actually, it's funny you say that because I listened to an episode recently. You uh, listened to our podcast? <laughs> no, uh, no, not, not by choice. Uh, Elliot normally kind of makes sure everything sounds all right. And uh, he couldn't do that one week. So I was listening. And I, I, there was a moment where I was like, is that me or Alan? And I was like, <laughs> jolted. Wow. jolted. Um, but anyway, back to you, Godoy. Yeah, um, boy. How are you? You want to talk about me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love talking about myself. <laughs> How best, are you? I'm great. Um, I uh, right, right now I'm stuck because we just had our drag show. That's right. <laughs> so we are recording. So Godoy and I did a very big show at Heart in WeHo. And when this episode comes out, it is after the show, but we are recording it before the show. So we're just going to speak as if it was so it was fun. a massive success oh, it was so everyone was there i think even show. joe biden post i think joe his biden. isolation came he came yeah. to the show it was i good. couldn't tell the difference there was plenty of old white men in there so i really didn't know <laughs> brent why don't you tell us the names of the other drag queens who were there yeah oh my god <laughs> i mean orinoco ho performed the the enya drag drag persona uh of mr of ms brent sullivan <laughs> Uh, and so many other. I have a, I have a new drag name. What's your new drag name? Um, Hayden Hayden Plainsight. <laughs> I thought I was just thinking like that's a cool like. I think it, you never, yeah, you never yeah, hear a woman named Hayden. I mean Hayden Pattinson, right? That's Is the it? only one, or Pattinson oh. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hayden Hayden Plainsight, like it she's rolls the off one. The she's the one. Her ex husband. Do you remember her ex husband? He was yeah, like he was a giant, massive, giant Greek dude, and she's this tiny little thing. And every mm. single time I, every single time I saw them, I thought about them fucking. Oof, it's because yeah. they were so vastly different. Yeah, yeah, I think about that a lot. And Godoy well, is also. I started small. dating. I am so fucking petite. petite. And next time I start dating someone, I'm not going to show them to you because you're only going to imagine how they're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Godoy. So yeah, so we had a fantastic show. Naomi Smalls was on it. Monet Exchange. So many great queens were on it. It was a great show. But you have been doing drag in LA for how long now? Nine years, going on uh, 10. Yeah, and you're from uh, LA originally. I was born and raised in Inglewood. Yeah. So like, I mean, what is it? Because there's this whole thing about like Rue girls and then local queens. And what I love about you is that like, you're just sort of like, and you you have, we have a lot of friends that are also Rue girls, but you're also a huge advocate for like, you know, acknowledging local queens and making sure that they're just as big on flyers and they get as just as much attention as the Rue girls on shows. So like, what, why should we love like local queens and local drag? We should love local drag because we all start there. That's where we start. We start at the very bottom and we work these shitty ass gigs, which is something that Sadie and I like creating our shows together. We always try to go, what's going to make our girls the most money? And if that means that one of us is cutting our numbers down to like three minutes or, yeah. or just showing it once to make sure our girls are getting paid or making money, then that's what we'll do. Yeah. And this time around, we've done the exact same thing. And Honestly, because we do have such great friends, we tend to um, just intertwine them with our with our local girls to give them yeah. the, the same light. Yeah, and also yep. like, the money part's a big thing to give them the time to make some real money, more money than they would on a local bar. Job. Wait, so this is a question I think that's on everyone's mind who's ever gone to a drag show. How much do you make per song? So when you're walking around, you're taking ones out of people's hands. How much does it usually add up to per song? 
I don't think I can answer that like with a specific number just because a lot of it is um, donation based. Mm-hmm. he's winking well it's also it's also so vastly different show to show that like yeah. yeah you know one show you like i remember you and i did a show at rocco's not one that we produced but another one and we like a number like i think i maybe made like 50 dollars in tips and because nobody was there but then like on another show like i'll make like 300 in tips oh wow. so it's like it's like a yeah. it's like a random it's just so random I'll tell you this. There's been times where I perform and we do have a base fee that the bar pays us. It's not crazy a lot, but it's no. definitely like something. Yeah. Um, I've gotten tips from like $10 for a total number all the way up to like fucking five, $600 for one number. Wow. Wow. Uh, really? That's great. Well, what number? Where was that? Like... The Ritz? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually the bathhouse. Kidding. Uh, <laughs> It that, that, that actually, I'm not going to just start throwing names around because they're not paying us to do this. <laughs> but <laughs> not I mean, paying us to give them free promotion. There are some um, like brunches and stuff that can really like be good tip, like th- those there because yeah. they organize it for that. It's all focused on like tipping queens, and you go to this brunch and you just throw money at these queens. It depends on like what you're performing, yeah. you know, like and how well you're selling it, and because it's tip oriented, like you're not going to tip your server at a at a, a restaurant a very handy tip if they're not the best but you'll give them the, right. the minimum right yeah. but now if they fucking bring the moon down to you and the stars and they make you feel great then you're yeah. gonna tip them relatively like, really nicely and that's exactly yeah. what i think we as drag queens do is try to sell this fantasy to the audience and personally speaking i think i fucking sell it <laughs> oh sure absolutely yeah. where did you come up with the where, like how did you devise the persona of godoy and how much of it i mean obviously a lot of it pulls from the really you know there's a there's a there's a fantasy there but what what i guess what is godoy and how did you delineate between the two so before godoy existed there was a little character called beverly lux yeah that's um, how i first met you yeah as beverly lux she was this uh realized i would say rich white woman plot twist i'm not white and i'm not rich and i'm not a woman (laughs) (laughs) um so and fast forwarding a little um my drag is centric around like my culture um me being a designer um taking pride in doing everything that i wear head to toe like that's where my drag is centered around and realizing that because I heavily lean on my culture a lot, like Beverly Lux did not fit as my drag name. Yeah. Mm. So I went as Godoy, which is my legal last name, which is also unique. And it kind of fits both of my worlds in one. Mm. Um, <clears throat> wow, it sounds like I have cum in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate a full grilled cheese sandwich before I hopped on wow. here. That was great. Dairy will do that to you. Yeah. But you also I mean, you talk about your culture and so much in your in a lot of your performances. You like, for example, at the show we just did, you were like, no one else can do a Spanish song because I am doing it. And like you are you Sadie, a- we cannot say that on here because I did not say that. Oh no, you did not say that at all. <laughs> no, it's fine. No one cares. No one cares. But like you do, you do impart a lot of your sort of Mexican heritage into your drag persona and drag performances. And it's, it means a lot to you. And I know that's really important to you. So like what, and the name change was a big part of that, I know as well. So like, what, 
what does that mean to you to like be sort of like putting your Mexican heritage into your performances? Putting my heritage and like my culture in my drag, I I do it because I wish I had someone to do that for me. And I essentially did, but not in our world. Like growing up, I would go to um, what is basically celebrity impersonation, but Latin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my parents would take me like it was, it was drag. Yeah. Sorry. What is what is that? My dog. No, 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 no. What, 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 <laughs> uh, what, is, what is this event? Like, what is this event? <laughs> uh, the one that I would go to. Yeah, yeah. celebrity impersonation. Tell me more about that. So it was basically, we called it, um, we actually, I would just call it Friday nights. Mm -hmm. I would get to choose like what restaurants we would go to and I would always oh, nice. choose to go here. Um, so they had Mexican drag shows called Transform, like they're called Transformistas. So like Transformers, I guess, is what it translates to. Um, and I would choose to go to them. And it was basically like Selena or you guys wouldn't know these artists, but like Paquita La del Barrio, Juan Gravier, like all these. Brent, Brent, Brent knows who that is. Brent yeah, I know, I know Paquita, but so, Del Baño, yeah. Would these be drag? Not the Baño. <laughs> Essentially, it was drag performing. But, it, but, but it's um, not, but, not for like, it's not geared toward a queer audience, right? It sounds like it's. No, it's. Not. It's very like in our heritage. That's amazing. I'm so, that's so fascinating. Where would you go see that in LA? Um, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. Uh, oh, it was, it was at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it was at a restaurant. Are you guys even paying attention to me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's just interesting because I've never, I've never heard that concept before. So it's, and it sort of sounds like dinner theater, but it also sounds like drag, but wow. it's also not for, a queer audience per se, but of right. course that's going to inform your, of course it's going to inform you as an artist. Um, it's just super fascinating. To see like my family's reaction to these performers who were queer, there was a, a lot of trans women, there was mm. a lot of gay men that like doing it. Um, and to see their reaction like kind of gave me hope for later on when I would essentially come out um, both as gay and then as a drag queen. I guess we do come out as drag queens. Kind of, yeah, you have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, because there's a whole, actually, there's a whole thing. When you tell your family or anyone that you're doing drag, there is that question of like, are you trans? Yeah. And then you kind of yeah. have to separate like what I do for a living and who I am are two very different things. So yeah. yet that's a whole educational point, which is a great topic to touch on. Well, it is really <laughs> fascinating because you don't like, I mean, so much of the straight, before even drag race, so much of like, the straight entertainment world had no access to drag or it literally if you were dressing up in a dress in any capacity then it, you weren't just homosexual there was something else that was quote unquote like wrong with you or like there you were you, you were taking gay to another level in a lot of ways and then i think there's for a lot of straight people there's still that thing a lot of parents out there there's there's still that thing of like i'm okay with my kid being queer but i'm feel very weird about the whole drag thing. You know what I mean? And they're- But the parents, we're still in that in our own community. Like we still, mm -hmm. people still think like that. Yeah. Um, and they only think it's cool if you're on Drag Race or up to, you know, main, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. They only think it's cool if you're on like Drag Race or, mm -hmm. or a big platform of some sort. Yeah. Uh, but we still even deal with that with like, fucking toxic masculinity yeah i've talked about 
that with uh, some of our friends. I won't name names, but they'll like, you can always tell the type of drag fan a person is by if you go to their, their Instagram profile and you see who they're following and the queens they're following. And if they're literally all like the same type of queen, the same type of person. And most of the time they're all like drag race girls and no other drag queen that isn't on drag race, you know, okay, you're, you clearly don't know drag. You know what? When I see that, Alan, I get so <laughs> fucking mad. And I send them a DM and I say, how dare you, you then, son of a bitch. You show your phone and you're like, look, Sadie Pines and Godoy, I follow local drag. Nope, he doesn't. He only follows you. No, he doesn't follow you? <laughs> he doesn't follow me. I don't follow Elliot. You don't follow I don't, Elliot? I don't follow Alan. I follow Sadie. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like Instagram. I don't even, I don't even know you didn't follow me. Wow. That's so funny. I follow follow Sadie and I like you all the time. Oh, I love that. I love that. No, I don't, I don't care if you don't follow each other. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care about anyone following. And that's, that's the thing. I just, I just think it anyway, but uh, so wait, so Godoy, because you kind of touched upon this for a second, what was your coming out process like? And did you feel like these shows sort of helped ease you into it uh, with your family? Um, I don't have like a heartfelt story yeah. coming out. It was very like, mom, I'm gay. I was like, oh, what did I do wrong? And I was like, nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like, okay. And it was very just that. I mean, I've been a performer my whole life and mm-hmm. my mom has always been my right hand. She's always been there, you know, mm-hmm. um, supporting me every step of the way. Uh, I remember I wanted to be like a junior cadet. <sighs> I know, gross. But... What is that? It's like the junior police academy. Oh, oh God. I was that in grade wow. school. I was that in grade school, but I wasn't police academy. It was more like I wore this vest and I like held a stop sign for kids crossing or something. Oh yeah, I was a crossing guard. You're a crossing guard. Crossing guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, that's not, well, that's not a c- cop, Alan, but yeah, go ahead, Godoy. <laughs> this one was to like be a cop, but I only did it because it gave you a scholarship if you actually completed oh, it to go yeah. to college. I didn't complete it, but my mom was like, well, I'm like, yeah, do it. Like, I'm here for it. Then when I wanted yeah. to be a designer, I was like 14. And I remember she like brought home this little tiny sewing machine. Um, and then like signing up for after school programs in high school to learn how to sew and pattern and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So like, she's always been my number one fan and supporter. Mm-hmm. So like telling her I was gay, she was just kind of like, okay, like, I don't know mm-hmm. what that means. My dad, on the other hand, I told him I was gay like maybe two weeks after that. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 15 or so. And he didn't really grasp the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was cool with it. I'm my parents' golden child. Yeah. And they will honestly say that. Friend <laughs> <laughs> of all my siblings. You and Michael have that. that in common. I mean, there there is some are you the only boy in your family too? No, I'm the only they, them. He, oh, her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny too, to imagine the the the, tra- the trajectory from Officer Godoy to fashion di- designer Godoy to drag queen Godoy. Yeah, like yeah, Officer sure. Godoy. Yeah. That needs to be a drag number for you. Yeah, yeah Lieutenant Godoy. Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad, after coming out to him, who carries the last name, my Godoy is my last name. Yeah. Um, he... 10 years later, he, he was like, I thought it was a phase up until today. Actually, I didn't tell him I did drag till I was like 26, 20, oh, wow. 25 or 26. Yeah. yeah. Have they seen you? And my dad, no. Uh, my dad had seen pictures of me because I was recently on the cover of LA Magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I got the actual copy, my dad was um, with my family. And I was like, look, you guys, I'm on the cover. And he goes, where? 
I have another question for you guys. As someone who's gone to a few drag shows, and I would imagine a lot of our listeners have gone to more drag shows, how, as, as a stand-up comic, you obviously know when you're doing well because the audience is with you and they're laughing. I ask this to musicians a lot um, because it's a little bit harder to gauge how a crowd is with you when you're playing music. But for a drag queen, how do you gauge whether the crowd is with you and whether you're having a great show or not a great show? Great question. <laughs> um, I gauge it on two things. The first one is more like funnier to me. It's not more funnier. What kind of English is that? Um, it's funnier to me. I gauge it by like tips. Like, oh, did you make yeah. tips? Oh, then they loved you. And the second one is I don't give a shit. Yeah. I really don't because when I perform on stage, like I'm not performing. I'm performing for the audience and for them to have a fun time. But if I'm enjoying myself on stage and the audience enjoys watching that. Yeah. So I've seen queens that like kill it. They're doing jump splits into dips, into cartwheels, into all this shit. But they're not enjoying themselves doing it. They're kind of just doing it to do a stunt. Mm-hmm. and then you don't really enjoy it because you're just like i don't see them emoting there's no like yeah <gasps> here yeah. it comes ah yeah you know it's more so like here it comes ah my face is still yeah and yeah. maybe the botox and, i mean sadie yeah, you maybe. have a lot of that too <laughs> you have a lot of botox i need to yeah we, yes i do i see i have a different experience though because i feel like my drag is like the way i do because i don't like lip syncing as much as good like Dory's a great lip syncer i am not and I feel like it's very comparable to stand up in that like, but it's more visual in a lot of ways. Like when I was in Chicago, there was a moment that like, I kind of, it all sort of came together for me. And when I was walking, I think with Elliot and and Michael and I was in drag and I was just, I was just walking to the thing. Mm. And the the reaction mm. that people have to, if they're, if they're appreciative of drag, the reaction on someone's face, it just changes. Like mm. it's, it's this, it's sort of like a thing you get when you're doing stand up where like, you know you have somebody like you know when you're leaning into the joke and you know they're with you yeah. and going on that ride with you it's it's the same thing with drag in a lot of ways whereas like if you see someone's face and you see that they're lost in the mess that you are everything mm-hmm. that is going mm-hmm. on it's a real high in a lot yeah. of ways. it's a real it's, sort of it's you can't even explain it i don't it's funny you say that because i actually remember elliot texting you guys hung out together early on in the history of sadie pines mm-hmm. and i remember elliot was like alan well, Sadie gets so much attention at the bar. Yeah. Like you walk around and you get a lot oh, of yeah. attention. You And I just remember noting that because that was, I guess that was something I, I, for some reason, hadn't considered that like, yeah, you would no, get a lot it, of attention. Because we, we had talked about that, how it's like, how comfortable it can be when you are in drag and you're walking around a space and you're essentially like, and I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's, but essentially it's like you are, you have like a shield on. You yeah, know, you're you're in a persona, and yeah. so you're sort of protected from the vulnerability of just being your regular self. And the yeah. fact that you're like bigger and taller, and everything yeah. is bigger, it's like, yeah, everyone's going to pay attention to that. I'm also like not like I never had it in stand up where in stand up I never really worried about how I appe- how, like how I looked, but like I, I walk around and I I'm conscious of like my body and the way I look and how gross I am today and all these things. But oh, when, you. but but in drag. I'm not because I know everything that I have on is strategically placed to sure. give you an impression. So I know my waist looks good in comparison to my hips and my hair is big and the show, everything is there. And it's, it's uh, you controlled what you're presenting so you can just let it go and walk around and let the attention come. And it's, it's a real, 
it's it's a really amazing feeling. It, but I think the attention and Godoy does this really well. You can get the attention, but it's what you do with the attention. Like getting the attention is half of it. I think most of it is then delivering with something after you get the attention. Also, Sadie and I, and I say this with the uttermost humbleness. Sadie and I have don't have anything to worry about luck-wise when we're presenting ourselves in drag because <laughs> our hair is unclockable our makeup is like absolutely just stunning our outfits i mean michael makes sadie's and i make my own and we have a very high standard to how we present ourselves in drag so yes like elliot said when we are strutting our shit down the club we don't have anything to worry about yeah. So we are so comfortable because we know we look so good head to toe. Now, if I feel my fucking lace just lifting a little bit, now that's when shit hits the fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I will run to the restroom and I will glue is, that shit back down. What is the worst thing that's ever happened to you during a, a drag show? Mm. My balls came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and you're like naked a lot in drag. Because it's high. <laughs> I mean, tell me about it. I know. Actually, our, sh our show on Tuesday, um, one of the girls in the cast was like, before the show happened, she was like, you're not going to come out in a tucking panty and a corset, are you? Well, plot twist, because if you actually stick till the end, I do get undressed. Yeah. Yeah. Joy <laughs> yeah. is very That's like in drag. You are literally like a piece of fabric away from seeing my asshole and thank goodness <laughs> i get times. it fucking lasered off <laughs> oh at all God. times not just in drag <laughs> i wish that was oh the same God. for me because literally i yeah, could i could go into war with the amount of layers that i'm wearing like yeah. i i am i have a fern gully in growing under everything i'm wearing <laughs> because of the moist that is is building up uh, over the four layers of tights the three layers of shapewear and then the clothes and then the boobs and everything. It's yeah, no. The worst thing that happened to me was, well, when I fall, mm. you guys saw me fall, fall. Mm -hmm. like falling yeah. is the worst fall, especially if you're fat and you fall because that like, was, that was another one that, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's just fat and falling. It's just, although I will say I made like some lesbian gave me like a, like a $50 bill or whatever, like 50 oh, wow. for, for, for just, for just falling. So yeah. maybe, maybe I should fall I more. Mean, Jesus, I don't know. You should follow up. Well, that was funny. Cause we were at that show. We had a great time at that show. Yeah. And I remember you fell and I of course didn't think anything of it yeah. that, you know, this happens. I mean, people, I guess, probably women fall less than men because they wear heels more often. Yeah. Um, in theory. Uh, wow. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Uh, but anyway, but you, I remember afterwards you were really, you I was were mortified. Really upset. I was you were mortified. I'm still mortified by it. Wow. All right. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't embarrassing to us. I mean, like, I know, but that's the but thing. I, get, like, I, I, I don't understand, you know, drag as, as well as you do. And like, maybe that's just a, such a, such a, an egregious faux pas or something. It wasn't right? so much a faux pas. It's more just like, you're losing control. You lose control. And when, I think when you put a package together that is so controlled, yeah. then mm -hmm. it, when it loses control, yeah. It, I mean, part of the skill is, and I probably just have to learn that part of the skill is like learning to just roll with it and yeah. just accept yeah. that. Which you did really well. Which yeah. is something, well, I don't know about that. I literally just like threw the shoe off, but um, because the shoe got like wrapped around my ankle and it like twisted the thing and it was a whole, mm. like, now, those shoes are laying on the top of my, the drag room as sort of like a, a warning for the future. <laughs> um, but- Your shoes are very small. You could make them like a uh, 
rearview mirror hanging device. <laughs> yeah, my shoes are not small at all. I have the, I have the biggest shoes possible. The biggest shoes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, what's the biggest tip? The single tip, not like the night of tips, but the biggest single tip you've ever received. Um, it was my birthday show, and I remember. I think Marco gave me two hundred dollars. Wow! 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 And I'm not like, sure because I let him. <laughs> No, it was cash, and I remember grabbing it, and I was at uh, Showgirls. Yeah. I remember grabbing it, and then my, like, choreo was about to drop. And mm -hmm. I grabbed it, and I crumbled it, and I threw it at Marta's face. Like, I was like, catch it, because I knew it was a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went, ran back up to stage, and, like, I did my choreo. Yeah, <laughs> it was $200. That's, wow. That's good, though. And what's, and what's a song, like, what's your favorite song to do? Okay, recently I discovered, I'm very self-aware. I like to think that. But recently <laughs> I discovered, because Sadie told me this, um, that I am very sensual. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was not aware of that personally. Yes. Um, and ever since you told me, you told me that like a couple months ago, mm -hmm. four or five months ago or something like that, um, I started performing I Am Woman which is very like seductive and like sexual. Wait, which one? And when by I, Helen Reddy? Yeah, which I am. No, but by, by Ellie. Um, oh yeah. Let me look at my phone real quick. Uh, the the, the oh. TikTok viral song. The TikTok Ellie, Ellie Goulding? Oh, okay. Not Ellie no. Goulding. Um, I am woman. I hear me roar. Oh, it's Emmy Melly. Sorry, my, oh, I okay. apologize. Okay, yeah. Right. Um, it's like TikTok famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just very sexualized. Yeah. And I get yeah. to throw my fucking untucked dick everywhere because <laughs> I stopped tucking. I really did. Really? Uh, you will see a bulge because I do not give a shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. The did tucking I... makes me lightheaded to think about. It's horrifying. I mean, not really. Well, but... yeah. I think, it's, I think it, it makes me a little lightheaded. The idea of... People, if people have tried to explain it to me before and there's talk of cavities and that's when I'm done. I am out. Yeah. Oh, I don't push shit up there. Ooh. No, no, no. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I with friends. I can't, I can't, I can't. This Ooh. is why y'all need to like get a little fat and put on a lot of tights because it smushes everything down and just have a sure. small dick. You know, it oh. worked out well for me in this situation. I, I should gain weight so I can do drag better. You're yes. right. Yes, You're actually, right. that is something that I think everyone should do. I think every single <clears throat> queen should have a little meat on them because it like helps with Oh, a lot. it helps with a lot of sort of like shaping and when you cinch your waist and you can have it's just it's I think it's better to be a little bit on the head, the chunkier side. You know what I mean? The distribution shaming. of yeah, your body shaming to us. Skinny girls. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a line for that protest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Godoy, thank I you. will say, oh, oh go ahead. So, no, sorry, no, I, no, I, no, please, please say, say, say what you want to say. <laughs> So I will say I started not padding and whatnot when like being naked when I actually gained weight because I was able to just corset and not wear about like body. And now that I yeah. lost a bunch of weight, I'm like, oh, I can just keep doing this because it's too hot. Yeah. Penis out, penis out. Well, yeah, penis out. <laughs> you're fantastic. I'm really looking forward to the day where you and I can do our, our two culture songs, whereas you get up there and sing a beautiful you know, Spanish ballad, you know, something gorgeous. And I get up there and sing my cultures. Do hast, do hast milk. What's it's, that? What is it? Romstein? I think it's yeah, Romstein, a German, right? something German, yeah, yeah, something ridiculously yeah. German. Yeah. 
hard right. rock. That's cold. That's, gonna be, yeah. that's my culture's um, <laughs> yeah. <rap> lipstick. <laughs> Where can uh, everybody except Brent follow you online? <laughs> <laughs> I am um, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Venmo, anywhere you want at G I S F O R G O D O Y. That's G I G I. That's G S Forgadoy on everything. G S Forgadoy. Right. <laughs> Love it. Got it. Love Thank it. Godoy. Thank you so much, Godoy. Thanks for mm. having me. <laughs> And another thing. All right. So Elliot recently took a trip back to New York and uh, he was looking through some old stuff, I guess, in a closet. And he found a letter, as he dubbed it, a precocious letter. I love that, that you he... keep this shit. I, have I know. I my know. I definitely have some stuff from my childhood. But but this letter is so classic and we had to, we just had to read <clears> it on the podcast. So it's yeah. dated January 1st, which seems unlikely, uh, 1991. No, because it says resolutions. Yeah, I mean, I'm just guessing you weren't in school on right. New Year's <laughs> That's Day. That's probably but reg- true. But regardless, um, no, that's neither here nor there. So it, uh, the caption is from now on, and this is what Elliot wrote. This would have been what, <laughs> first or second grade, Elliot? Second grade, second I think. Grade. Elliot said, from now on, I want my hair to be standing up all the time. All is <laughs> underscored twice because I want to look gorgeous. Also, the moose will make me good. I want to know what happened because you scratched out will make me and like <laughs> yeah, you had something else there and I want to know what that is. It's just like, <laughs> honestly, know. the cute, I love, I love the image of you in second grade being like, I want my hair to stand up for the rest of my life and I'm going to look <laughs> yeah. so good. I love that. Okay, Wait, keep it, reading, keep reading. It, it continues. My second promise is I want to be with Kevin for my whole entire life, like my mom. Okay, that is like my mom. What is like my mom? I don't get like my mom. Is that like like your mom married your dad or something? No, I want to be with Kevin and my mom for my whole entire life. That is. And you were like, oh, like you are with your mom. Like you'll be with your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This wasn't not romantic. I I want to be with my best friend and my mommy for my entire life. Although, I mean, of course it's not romantic. It is foreshadowing. I mean, A, (laughs) first off, first off, it's not romantic. Although you do claim that you lost your virginity in kindergarten. Right. I was just going to say. So there is that element to this that is um, a wait, let's say. Uh, (laughs) But no, read the last sentence. All right, the, last, the sentence. last sentence is the best. <clears throat> and last of all, I swear to God that I won't wake up Kevin when he sleeps over at my house. <laughs> so, I mean, there's just everything about this is so perfect. Can we post for, this on the Instagram? For sure. the stereotype that we've created of <laughs> Elliot being sexually unhinged. It's like, it's like it's you just wrote. so funny. It's you wrote perfect. your own Freudian letter as a child. <laughs> Like you, like so much, it's insane to me. How, and also I will say your handwriting. Oh, in, so good. In, you were what, eight, nine there you, is so yeah. good. I know that's, that was, uh, that was my, that was Gorgeous. every teacher knew me, knew, knew of me for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like famous for it. That was your brand. I was very brand. precocious and very much like the mate, like the kid mayor, you know, I wanted to be like the president of kids. I was really into like, <laughs> Nickel- like kids culture, Nickelodeon, and this NPR show for kids that I was on. Like I love, yeah. Being like we gotta get clips from that. Can yeah. we get clips from that NPR yeah, I know. show? 
Yeah, it's it's really it's re that's really embarrassing. This do you have audio of it though? I do. Okay, yeah. then yeah. So we need to do that on. So we need to do that. Yeah. But I, I I will explain that I will explain that I'm pretty sure I just remember like loving moose and spiky hair sure, and the reason I, i'm sure that the reason i said gorgeous was because my grandma would always just you know you're gorgeous you're so gorgeous everyone would call my yeah. family calls me gorgeous you're gorgeous yeah. you're gorgeous yeah, yeah, and yeah. i just believed it so yeah, yeah. Well, wait, but no wait i have to make me good i have to ask the thing that probably every single person listening right now is wondering who's kevin and where is he yeah great question alan <laughs> he was my best friend in childhood we were friends for, I mean, since we were, since like nursery school. Oh. And then we sort of like drifted apart uh, in high school. Yeah. Um, but incidentally, his, his younger brother was also best friends with my sister. <clears throat> so we've sort of remained, and they've remained pretty close. But now he's, um, we're not really in touch, but he's a reporter in oh. New York. Oh. And he was, yeah. he's like, he, he had the, he, he like went viral for, a couple of stories. One was on Long Island where he was like just covering like this crazy Trump rally or like a no mask rally. And these people were like trying to kill him, even though he wasn't with like mm. CNN. They didn't even know what, yeah. where he was with News 12. It's not a there's no yeah. edit editorialized bend there. Yeah. They were like they knew his name. They were they were threatening him on camera. So that wow. went viral. And then I think he went viral for making Bagel Man or Bagel Boss Guy famous. Oh. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, we, we we were like best friends, and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't feel like it's like gay or homoerotic. I no, I see in retrospect it, how it reads that way. It reads sure. that way because you cared about Kevin so much that you wanted to spend your life with him, and also you were concerned about him getting enough sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Very yeah. cute. Yeah. I think that's like, also I the promise. I won't say, wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think too, yeah. Because I would get up, I would get up really early before everybody else and watch reruns of What's Happening. Yeah. So don't even ask. I don't even know why, but um, the reason that it says a hundred, like it's been marked, but it looks like yeah. it says I like it, I like it a hundred, is because I graded it myself at some point later. Oh <laughs> my! Oh my! Added a grade God. later on. Wait, what? But yep. when later? When later? I, I mean, I don't know. I just know that High that school? was my thing. I no, no, no. I mean, as a kid, I liked to play teacher with my own Wait. stuff, but then I forced my Ow. sister to play teacher with me. She was my student. I would mark her papers. Wait, I actually ha I have a confession. Yeah, I had a teacher. This is another eerie comparison. I had a teacher in first <laughs> grade who did. She made everything was got smiley faces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Basically, ninety nine point eight percent of the work you turned in got a smiley face, and. I became obsessed with like how good she did them. Oh, and wow. I went back through my workbooks and would litter the pages with smiley faces, <gasps> trying oh, to find, trying to do like the perfect one. That's yeah. really I have nothing well. like this. I was thinking in looking at this picture and reading this letter, I was thinking like, what's some, what stands out from something of my childhood that like I did or I wrote or drew or whatever. And the only thing that stands out is I had an obsession with drawing boobs. I oh. I wanted to draw, I and, I, and specifically I drew like mermaid boobs. Like I would draw mermaids huh. and yeah. they would always have just like, cause I always thought mermaids had to have like boobs showing. Why, sure. how, are the, how are the clams holding bad. on to the boob? Yeah, yeah. You know, it made no yeah. sense question. That honestly, just by coincidence, when I got into, like I was very artistic too. And there was a moment where I went to an arts camp for the summer 
and I was apparently drawing nothing but like busty women in like bikinis. Yes. <laughs> like all my art was like busty women in slim bikinis. Yeah. Even, even the camp counselors are like, are you sure you don't want to draw Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> What would, what your, would aunt your aunt say? What would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? I think Elliot is still gorgeous. Oh my God, you stole. <laughs> that was mine. My oh Andrew no. Movie. Gorgeous then, gorgeous now, gorgeous uh, always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, you know, that letter reminded me about a movie. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well if, right. if you if the listeners haven't if they don't know who bagel boss guy is that's a shame but you need to go look up bagel boss guy because i know that went viral years ago but yeah. that was so evocative of everything long island mm. oh, fine. Like they'll, they'll five foot one guys doing a fist fist fighting with the guy in a bagel store incredible oh my god well <laughs> you can look forward to that everyone thanks for listening we love you very much <laughs> I want my hair to stand up all the all time. the time, so I look gorgeous all for the, the rest time. of my life. The rest of my year, never wake up, Kevin. Never. I promise. <laughs> Go to sleep, little Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>